Hello, everyone. Hi, ballers. Sorry, we've come back. We've got our ballers uh, in the panel to discuss about game week 11 and a host of managers coming in, doing well, getting sacked, not getting sacked. And that'll be the point of discussion today. How are you doing, boys? Oh, uh, bro. On and off. And on and off. Internet breaks off. Yeah. One is a United fan, so I can understand Jehan. Uh, the other is a Barcelona fan, so... Uh, what a, what a... United man. Power. Right now. At least the manager part. At least the manager part. So happy. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's add off. Just a quick start with that before going to game week 11. How do you feel, uh, Nihad? You've got a club legend uh, back to your uh, Barcelona. Uh, see, the point is, yeah, see, one thing I've always, you know, uh, been uh, associated with, like, I want my club to play good. It's okay to lose. I don't mind about losing if I play, if I, my team plays good. So, Keeman is not that guy. And, yeah, the previous managers are not that tactically, you know, beautiful or pleasing to watch. But with Zavi coming back, I know that, I mean, the way he implemented his football style of football at Al Saad in the Middle East. So, I think if he can replicate that here, at least, you know, even if the results go away, because you can't win every game, but at least the fans will be happy to watch. I mean, there will be some excitement for the game. Because, we yeah, if, if I like my team playing well, I will be, like, happy at the end. That I really lagged under team. Sometimes under Valverde. But Valverde compensated winning most of the games. Except Champions League, though. So, yeah. Okay. Cool. Exciting times for Barcelona, I guess. Yeah. Let's see. Okay, starting off with game week 11, the biggest uh, of the matches were the Manchester Derby, which City won very comfortably against United. And then the other highlight was West Ham versus Liverpool, wherein West Ham beat Liverpool 3 2. What an amazing two uh, games it were. Let's start off with West Ham versus Liverpool. How good is David Moyes and West Ham this time? Huh? What's your thoughts on them, Jihan? Uh, unbelievable. I was seeing that game. I mean, West Ham have been phenomenal this season. I mean, with uh, David Moyes having a very limited budget and he's trusting his squad, but he like he's building up a brilliant, brilliant style of play and he is trusting his entire team. And uh, he, they have literally bought results. We have got results. I mean... They have beaten Liverpool. They ended the 28 match and be unbeaten run. They have uh, they have taken points from Manchester City. They have taken points from Tottenham, and that's that's amazing. I mean, they 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 knocked you know Manchester United out of FA Cup at uh, at Old Trafford. That too. I mean, a very they were they were very unlucky, I guess, that in the Premier League fixture as well. But uh, like losing that game, but they have been phenomenal this season. I mean. Even in the Europa League, I am like not seeing that to those games, but I have been reading the stats and articles. And according to that, they are, they are literally having a comeback and they are proving themselves to be. Now they are in the top three in the Premier League table and they are proving to be a name, especially. And what a team, what a team and what a coach. I mean, the most criticized coach at Manchester United is turning out to be one of the great coaches at West Ham United currently and he's one of the for me this year he is the like till now he is the manager of the season for me so far very very impressive right he's on very, level very. with uh, Manchester City at 23 points exactly three points behind Chelsea so yes uh, they've been very good and Liverpool again they've not uh, been bad themselves they've been a little um, Shaky in the defence, you could say. But uh, they're still fourth. They're at 22 points. Uh, not very far behind. But still beating Liverpool is a huge, huge thing. And that too compared for a West Ham team. It's a huge result for them. Uh, Nihar, any take on that? You know, what I applaud when David Moyes. I mean, that guy was, as Jian said, he was the... You know, I think he was treated very badly at United. I mean, imagine the time given to the prison manager now, what he would have done with the United. I mean, maybe definitely he would have improved for sure. And yeah, the, coming to the game, that specific game, they kept their cool, they exploited Liverpool's defence. They, I think they did their groundwork pretty hard and it paid off. And all their players who were starting are actually in a very good form. 
you know beating city and uh, united in uh, cup competition and liverpool now i think those are like the big three teams that calls for something yeah. i think they even uh, managed to take points away from chelsea too right spurs too sorry spurs yeah well, so that calls for if you are winning against big teams so if you can manage decent against small teams they're definitely going for europe spots for sure so i think the real challenge will be you know to stay in the champions league contention till the end but the way it's going i think he's doing a pretty good job well, you know it's a pretty happy signing i mean happy times for the hammers i guess yep very much so they beat city in the efl cup as well they ended uh, city's run in that uh, tournament city have not lost in the last four years i guess four or five years now so four. even more impressive it went down to penalties though but uh, still uh, west ham did beat them and they do have a they playing city next they playing them in november so it'll be a interesting uh, tie to watch out for and klopp again giving his reasons uh, it was so funny he was blaming all the referees uh, and obona hitting uh, alisson's uh, like what path as such you know it was damn funny to watch klopp uh, he's very good when they win but he's a very very bad loser i guess uh, you know things proven time and time again all right moving on to the derby my my two united fans here we can cry our hearts out So, uh, let's start with Jehan. What did you make of the derby with City beating us comfortably? Uh, you know, I literally feel like uh, this was the most humiliating game than the Liverpool loss, honestly, because <clears throat> Liverpool were literally scoring goals like they had a proper, you know, they had a mindset and they have they scored professionally. But if you see in the derby, we were performing pathetic. and the defense was i don't know out of bounds mm. and according to me like the first goal was an own goal a beautiful goal by eric bai i mean the tackle he tried to make against atalanta in the champions league in the midweek when it was that was almost like a save of the season and this he turned out to be like he just put a clown clown hat on his head and he just became a clown by scoring that stupid own goal But, and uh... Don't you think for it, uh, again? It's uh, it was really bad luck for him to have that go in, but he was nowhere in position. But don't you think United always have one player who makes a mistake every match, every now and then? Either it's Pogba giving away a penalty, or it's Harry Maguire not marking, or this week it was uh, Eric Bailly with an own goal. So, what is happening? Why do you think, like you know, someone or the other? Uh, does something stupid or does a very match error uh, in every uh, game week for them see basically if you try and see city are a team who dominates like crazy you they don't give you the possession they don't give you the possession they don't give you the ball and they don't allow you to take it from them and you can't keep uh, the opposition cannot keep the ball too much like for a lot of period of time if you are seen because i had seen the stats city had almost 900 passes this in the derby and where united had only had just close to 350 like that was yeah. crazy that was almost three times the passes they those guys had it's around 70 72% possession dominating the game so and the way they were exposing united's defense as in united are making the same mistakes over and over again and in like uh, they are conceding they, they they have i don't know last clean sheet at old trafford came around 12 to 13 games back in the way long back in february i mean that's a very very long time so i guess that there is that is a point to con- be concerned because having such a healthy having such a good defense look sure was since such a such a like one of his best forms of of his life last season Uh, I guess even Maguire was pretty good last season, but all of a sudden they have just become a downgrade. I don't know what is happening exactly. I mean, what is like going on in the back of their heads? But even if you see the second goal, I mean, David De Gea saving four or five, five times, and yeah. literally. But uh, after that, also you saw how the second goal went in when Bernardo just dragged that goal and it just clipped past that uh, David De Gea's uh, gloves and just that was a ridiculous thing. and we could see his reaction in the tunnel like while going inside the tunnel like he was furious and even in the instagram post he said i am hurt 
So obviously, like you can't lose games in such a manner where you score an own goal and just and use the second goal conceded, which was just which was not needed to go in. I mean, it was really really ridiculous. I mean, and after the match, also when I heard Pep's interview, he said with the reporter asked a question to Pep, saying asking like, uh, why didn't you uh, make a single substitution in the entire ninety minutes? So he's like, my team was comfortable playing against. Uh, them and it was so comfortable that I didn't feel like substituting anybody. I mean that is obviously a big big insult to us. I mean playing at Old Trafford where teams used to come and fear now they are just having or just like coming and take take three points away. Literally, yeah. and you are not even scoring. United not even scoring goals like that way. So it's really really becomes really really difficult. Very true. Very true. Uh, a point I would like to mention is about tactics uh, and. Uh, Ole has been trying different things uh, this season. All of us have been he, like, you know, he's had more success playing counter attack. But then since the Liverpool game, I don't know, he's been telling that you know he wants to be on the front foot, play the United way as such and all. But he's not coaching United in that term. Uh, literally, I was shocked when he told he wants to uh, press Liverpool. And Nihar, uh, if you could throw some light on uh, you know tactics as such. So I'm getting at. I was shocked when he tried to uh, press Liverpool, and the United team had no clue about how, how to do. It. They were so before uh, getting into your thing, I would like to tell about talk about Gian's point here. Like you know, any individual is playing mistakes, right? So generally, yeah, a player yeah. generally makes mistake when he is playing out of his zone, right? I mean, when he is not exactly doing his thing. So if United have a tactical stability or a proper zones where a player can function. so the players need not go out of their uh, creative box or own comfort comfortable zone because when you go out of your own uh, how to say range so either you can make a very good uh, like how jihan said a match saving tackle by by that day against atalanta but yeah often things go wrong because you never know what can happen so exactly united don't have that proper system in place because i have read reports saying that uh, ole is trying to play sancho as a wing back i mean what good is that Sancho was never ever known for his defensive prowess to a little. Yeah, he's a he's a proper wing out and out winger. He performs when there are proper triangles, you know, one two passes. He thrives in that kind of atmosphere. That he was there at Dortmund. He was was at City, obviously. But yeah, so he yeah. got Sancho after one year or one and a half year of you know constant uh, tracking him. But now he's not even using him. I mean, it's all it's like all repeat of Van de Beek situation. And Ole is a moron. I mean, trust me, he trusts Fred. I don't know, God knows why. I mean, there should be something. I mean, if your team is not faring good, you should do something. See, you can try at least manage. I know he's old, but at least he has the capacity to run the games. At least for sixty solid minutes, he can keep in a world class. Why do you? Why do you want to play such players when you have one of the best midfielders in the world who had literally ripped apart a good Real Madrid? Defense and Juventus defense. I mean, at Ajax, and he was scoring goals just for fun. But see, I mean, you get a holding really midfielder, good. right? But Van de Beek is not exactly yeah. that great as a holding midfielder, right? So you have Bruno. Van de Beek has made difference a lot. The uh, how much ever he's played for United, hell lot of difference in the midfield. The game becomes quick. The passing, the accuracy. You see the game against West Ham also at Old Trafford, which eventually the United lost indeed. But Van de Beek made a hell lot of difference. So he I can really he can start, but not, definitely not exactly in Fred's role. I mean, yeah, he Van der Beek is a world class potential. He was on Ballon d'Or final. He was a Ballon d'Or finalist. So yeah, coming to that and Ole, I mean, and I blame Ronaldo for this entire thing indirectly. That guy shouldn't yeah, have saved yeah. this guy's ass. I mean, we'll let, they would have lost. Ronaldo saved him so many times in Champions League that. I don't know. Boredom. That's his job. That is his job. I mean, if he doesn't score, he's like Ronaldo is not scoring. He came back and is. Maybe you know. I really wish right now he wouldn't have scored in one or two games in Champions League so that Ole would have gotten the sack. Now things would have been far better for United. Just because Ole. I mean, see if you think if you see it on paper, right? Ah, uh, United are on top of Champions League group. Literally, Ronaldo saved each and every game. Except for the end, because mm-hmm. that no one can say he because... scored. He scored in every game till now. Exactly, yeah. and he did his part in that game too. When they lost, because they are ten men down anyway. And yeah, he literally saved Ole's job here. And if you see Premier League table, it's not like fifteen points away. It's like top four is like within a touching distance right now. But yeah, pay on paper, the things might be like okay. But the way it's going on, it's not okay. I mean, Ole lost the dressing room completely. There is no point that people still trust him. I don't think so. 
mean, imagine Ronaldo playing with all-time legends like Mourinho and Celotti, Zidane. Do you think that guy will have any belief in this guy's tactics at all? Hell no. And I don't know how. Is... Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and I really don't know how. I mean, how the board is completely, you know, in faith with this guy. Ole, I mean, things are visible. Fans are not happy. I mean, imagine the away fans are asking. I mean, Ole is trending on Twitter every other day, asking Ole in his trending. Ole in, I mean, who is trending that? I mean, who is tweeting that? Away people, because they, they just want to mock Ole and United right now. That's yeah, sad. True. Yeah, it's got into such a point that, you know, the club has become a joke actually for a lot of uh, other clubs. They all want Ole to be there and continue doing whatever he's doing so that they can come and they know they can win. And, you know, they can win comfortably now. It's uh, Ole trying to say that, you know, we are united. We are always supposed to be like this. Positive mentality is just not shown on the field. And it's actually got gotten so bad that he's making a mockery out of himself and uh, the team. You know, it's really difficult because, let's face it, every week there are journalists asking you questions like, you know, do you think you are the right man for the job? And he he's telling, yes, we are very close to being where I want to. And that is so delusional. Uh, you know, it sounds so bad. If they're close to being where he wants, and this is how they're playing, uh, I just don't know what he wants or where he wanted to take us. This was definitely not that uh, place. And because uh, he actually. Oh, Lukash, one more thing. As much as Ole is to, bla- is to be blamed here, even the board is to be. Because see, they had a chance to sack him and get content. Very much. Now see what happened. Spurs got the court content. Now who is left for United to replace? They have to settle for other mediocre manager right now. Brandon Rogers, why would he come mid-season leaving necessity in such a state? Exactly. Right. And even Eric, even Eric Tenghang, why, why would he leave Ajax? Like they are on a fire mode right now, winning four and four in Champions League, qualifying for the last sixteen. So what about Red or Ralph is left because he's a good manager who has tactics and he believes uh, in no nonsense uh, only player like only manager i think who's fit right now in the current thing but Zinedine Zinedine he will is assume, out of question uh, higher power within the club but that won't be happening because Ole indeed but i don't think see i'll tell you what happens is uh, ole will will get around 12 to 14 million as compensation because he's just got a contract for three years i think i suppose so by yeah. sacking him, he will get 12, 12, 12, 13 million. The Glazers will have to give him that that money. Then afterwards, they will have to spend a hell lot of money on Ralph. Now deciding if uh, will will he be an interim manager or will he be a permanent manager? That is another question. If he's an interim manager, then it will be difficult to for United to again start thinking for a permanent one. But Jian, you know, uh, yeah, you are right in this. But I heard one more article. I, mean, I read one more article saying that Woodward doesn't want to sack, you know, any manager during his last days. He would have, he would let the next coming one to do all the entirety of. So the I sack. don't understand. So I don't understand in this case that how was Jose Marino sacked? See, I just think that's the point. I mean, it's so contrasting. It's like immediate. The replacement is Ole and. They really didn't have much patience with Mourinho, didn't get the players Mourinho wanted. I mean, Mourinho really didn't want Fred at all. And I don't know, somehow mm-hmm. United scouts literally got him. And I mean, he is pretty much mediocre. I mean, any analyst or any presenter, even half the fans say Fred is not good enough to start for United. And it's true. 50 million, huh? We got him for three years ago. True, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it. That was not at all. I think that's why United also tried taking uh, with uh, Fred. They tried to improve him, and he has improved. Okay, from the time he came in, but still he's nowhere near to what uh, United midfield needs. I mean, look at Fabinho for uh, Liverpool or Rodri and uh, Fernandinho for City. Look at uh, Declan Rice or Thomas Tuchel for West Ham. Leicester have Ndidi and uh, even even that. Uh, Wolves have Ruben Neves. Ruben Neves. And United had a chance to sign either of Neves or Kamavanga. Both of them are like, Neves stayed in and Kamavanga went to Real. There was reports that United didn't want to pay 30 million for uh, Ruben Neves. (laughs) Seriously, as you mentioned, there's something wrong with the uh, board, the backroom staff, 
all that issues are still pertaining with united due to which you know the manager is not able to do well when he comes on uh, you, with jose i think he created a lot of uh, chaos uh, in the uh, backroom uh, field of the field uh, probably why they due to which they didn't back him that sounds very bizarre again uh, with jose you are always supposed to give, give him the man that he wants and jose delivers Uh, and they didn't support him so he also created lot of uh, differences within the club due to which it was a mess and that's why they got someone like ole to you know steady the ship that was understandable so i think interim say one year or say two years max was what was uh, supposed to be given to ole but i really don't understand uh, edward ward giving him a three year contract this this year and now they are all stuck as jahan mentioned right uh, they cannot sack him now because they just given him a three year uh, contract they don't have plans for another manager they can't appoint a interim manager because there will be change of scenes again for short periods of time and they don't have any other managers uh, to bring in and so they just have to stick it out with ole this season and see where he ends up Hopefully no, uh, I guess United had only one plan. The board members like they literally banged all of their uh, hopes so that Ole will succeed, and that they didn't yes. have a plan B, and that plan B that is because that is because United had an unbeaten run of twenty eight games, which no manager could do, and they both Arsenal they played broke Arsenal's record. I guess after like almost eight sixteen seventeen years, and uh, also that winning stats also were. better than any other manager but the only thing lacked was a trophy but which even united for the board are i guess bunch of clowns i guess who just goes on in the emotional part of the thing and not realizing that united is the like nothing no no player or no manager is greater than the club you have to think from the club's point of view every time and it's really sad to see that we are going downgrade and because other teams are performing this so well and competing for the title and literally not only the title like they are fighting for other trophies as well so it's really sad to see like our team is just relying upon some uh, and enjoying a few victories a last minute catch which which will like literally cost nothing and which will we not achieve anything the last year's europa league final was a big heartbreak and it was the only chance to win one of a silverware after four years So I guess I guess we'll go another season. I see a trophyless season for sure. For sure, uh, this time as well. Yeah, seems so bad. And again, uh, Pep was very good. I think very tactically astute. Uh, he's well. Uh, his tactics are well drilled amongst all the players. They play as a team. So no wonder they're so strong as such. All right, so let's move on a little. Uh, we can talk about Chelsea. Chelsea dropping points uh, against a very sturdy Burnley. Uh, Thomas Tuchel doing well. You think he is finding it hard this time? Um, they're not scoring enough goals, but I think they're keeping enough clean sheets. They're defensively still very solid to beat. What do you make of that, uh, Jehan? Tuchel and Chelsea. Yeah, they they are doing absolutely phenomenal. I guess this season. I mean, to shell is as usual. They want to win the Premier League with the way they are playing. They have they literally they, they thumped Norwich seven nil. So yeah, it literally sums up Mason Mount scoring a hat trick. And obviously, they have a lot of injury issues as well. I mean, they don't have uh, Romelu Lukaku nor Timo Werner. Uh, Christian Pulisic just coming out of injury, and they had did yeah. they, they had a few players, but not the. Not their best eleven on the field, of course, and they were playing with the back three when uh, even Aspilicueta was missing. Uh, there was no Mason Mount as well. There was uh, Timo Werner missing, Lukaku missing, Pulisic just coming on for around seven or eight minutes, and that was not enough, I guess. But you're playing a very different eleven and a very different formation, but yet managing to get a point against a very disciplined, disciplined Burnley team, who can be really tricky. when you when they visit a team like we have seen them uh, humiliate united also at old trafford so uh, they yeah, can be really still, tricky but yeah they're very tricky team right uh, they but in spite of them being sturdy with defense and all they define themselves to be 18 they 
They've just got one win. They draw. They draw a lot of their games usually that we have known from last season as well. Uh, but yeah, a very tricky team to play. I don't understand uh, this. Why don't Chelsea are wasting Saul Niguez? I guess on the bench. I mean, why did they get him from on loan from Atletico? I really have no idea. He's such a talented player, and they literally chose to play. They chose to play uh, Ross Barkley as the CAM. <laughs> that was really very weird to see. And uh, because and playing Kai, see how even Kai Havertz was playing out of his position. He was playing to play as a left forward. And even Hudson or it was a very different kind of a. Formation. It was a. It was a three. It was a three four one two formation. So yeah. it is not what Chelsea plays exactly. But it was still and still they had Chilwell and James as the right wing back and the left wing back. So and Jorginho and Conte playing as the CDM. So I don't think it was a proper Chelsea playing. I think they were going for a point only. Lucky they were. They lucky to escape uh, a defeat. No, actually they're still very solid at the back. I think uh, he tried something else up front. Probably didn't work out uh, for the night. Yeah, uh, of course, uh, Ross Barkley not being in first. Or again, he's not played much, and then suddenly to come and be creative is very difficult. Kai Havertz is still finding his feet. I think, um, and being played out of position is uh, not very ideal. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think, but still they're doing well. Let's hear from Nihar. What do you make of Chelsea and uh, Tuchel this season? Uh, no, Chelsea are actually lucky. I mean, see, the entire stats say that they are the dominant team in terms of goal scoring, but seven of them came against Norwich City. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, I have seen the recent uh, Champions League fixture. They won one 0 I forgot the position name. Uh, it's actually confused now. Yeah, but they were like just. I mean, that uh, you know, passion to kill the game or to play perfect football like Klopp or Pep share. They don't have that exactly. I mean. I think they're playing more with like the result oriented, and that's uh, you know when you're competing with people like Klopp or Pep, that's not going to cut it at the end. Right now, you might be leading in everything, but things might fall. But yeah, parallel. My gut feeling says they won't win the Premier League, but yeah, they will finish in top four, maybe top two, but they won't be winning. And yeah, but things will be actually better for them because Saul Niguez is yet to mark his uh, presence here. He's a quality player. We never know. I mean, he might come back to Atletico in January, but yeah. So they have their Van de Beek as United. Uh, yeah. No? Yeah. 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 Well, that's a good sign. I think they'll score goals, but I mean, just in terms of the mentality perspective and how deep they're going to Champions League, I really don't think they can go all out in PL. But yeah, there are definite Champions League uh, contenders, sport contenders for next season for sure. Okay, interesting that is because uh, come on, they are uh, UCL champions. He did it last year, um, and that took coming uh, mid-season. So now this year is going to be a real test for him uh, completely because this is going to be a full-fledged season for him. And uh, we'll see. I think he's built that mentality. He's wanted the team to be hard to beat, and it is already shown in the way they play. I feel uh, uh, he lost to City this time, but he's got a good record against uh, City and Pep, beating him uh, three times last year. So I think uh, mentality-wise, also he's. Try to build that uh, winning uh, mentality in the team, and I also fancy them to, uh, you know, contend for the EPL. Uh, probably Champions League again, but then a double again has been done, but very difficult uh, to do it again. But let's see. He kind of has the team as well for it. It's just about getting them in uh, place. So let's see. I think he's doing a good job. Very strong. Let him go forward. Okay, let's move on from Chelsea title contender to say Arsenal. Arsenal have been climbing up the ladder. Now you know they were uh, heavily criticised in the beginning of the season. They weren't getting their uh, results. They had a lot of injuries uh, to their players, but now quite a few of them are back and uh, they seem to be solid. 
Uh, Arsenal's been playing well uh, of late. Uh, let's hear from uh, Jehan. What do you make of Arsenal climbing up the uh, table? Yes, uh, United and Arsenal have swapped their faith, I guess. <laughs> <clears throat> Start of the season, what United, I thought, the spark they had, they needed that. But Arsenal were literally down but rock bottom hitting 20th position, conceding nine, 9 or 10 goals in the first three games, conceding and scoring none. Yeah. The way and Arteta was looking like he was going to get the sack, but in the next month itself, he was the Premier League player manager of the month. So that is pretty amazing. He showed, I guess, faith. See, I think they are not in any big top uh, championship right now, like Europe. They are not in the Conference League, nor Europa League, nor Champions League. So I guess they are getting that extra bit of uh, rest. And I guess the Arteta is showing faith in his team. And they are young, and they are pretty young, and they are. Like they seen Smithrow is in this form of his life, I guess, right now. He's the talking point of the uh, fantasy people league. Like all of a sudden, people are starting to like literally take him, and he's he's turning a brilliant. I had him in my team. Yeah, exactly. See, because at first, first three games of we say first five games, you wouldn't even imagine to take any Arsenal player. Like it would have been like you're a joker if you would have taken any of them. Oh, yeah, after thanks, getting, I had been right in the first three matches. Thanks a lot. <laughs> so, so yeah, the moment yeah. I took him out, they started having clean sheets. Their last three yeah, matches, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, seeing they are having, they are having, they are having. Not only they are winning games right now by just one goal or whatever, but they are having also keeping clean sheets, which is a very good sign. Yeah. And having with having such a very vulnerable defense, I thought. It is really, really like impressive from Mike Bikela Arteta. I mean, he's fifth above United, three points above United now. And he's, yeah, he is four points adrift top four, but still he is like getting them closer to the top four, which is a very, very great sign. And he's believing, the fans are believing in him. He's made to show, but still, obviously, they are Arsenal. You can't trust them. What will happen is still match day 11. And... Uh, you don't know how they perform later on in the game as well. If, if the consistency is shown, I guess there is. But like last season also, the consistency was shown mid-season and later on they dropped off and went off to finish ninth in the table. So it doesn't make sense that way. And yeah, I guess United were in a very similar position last year as well because they were first 15th and then they started having a very rocky season at the start and then suddenly they started in the second half of the season, they went... They've been booming ahead in the table and finished second. So it is. Let's see. I guess. Yeah, still, still early times. But yeah, Arteta is doing a good job. I always liked him. I, I kind of believed uh, he would be able to turn it around as well. And I, I think uh, he's been very unfortunate with the number of injuries. He's not been able to play a full team, is what I think. Uh, Thomas mm. Partey is also injured a lot. So. Once he gets a full team, then I think probably he'll be able to play a little better. Probably changes the fortunes a little bit more. But yes, you never know what can happen in the Premier League. So let's see. Now let's move on to another another manager's uh, prospect. Aston Villa has signed Liverpool great Steven Gerrard. Nihar, what do you make of this Aston Villa Steven Gerrard? Uh, you see, if you see the you know the length of contract he got, exactly ending the same day Klopp's contract is ending. I think he set his sights on the Liverpool job further. Because one thing is sure that Klopp won't be getting the sack at all. He'll be leaving on his own at the end of the end of his contract. So I think this is like his Premier League experience right now. And obviously, no one expects Aston Villa to win or something. At right now, they are bottom of the Premier League, right? Norwich overtook them. Yes, yes. Yeah, so I think you know finishing in top. No, 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 no. Norwich are last only. They are plum last. Norwich are plum, plum last. Yep. Norwich are the greatest story. Okay, that's for later thing. Yes, I think even finishing in top ten, I think will be a very good season for him and EPL. So when not much is expected from him except that his team plays good. Because they already have very good. I mean, the quality of players is good. Actually, the amount they got from good. sale. So it's a matter of time. But the highest spending team, huh? Arsenal is right. Aston Villa. 
uh, they are not exactly the highest spending team, but they got a lot of money from the sale of uh, Grealish as well, right? Hundred million. Yes, hundred million for Grealish. Yes, and they did spend actually. The quality is good, but the team is not clicking up. I think it's Gian's curse after Martinez's dance at Old Trafford. For sure, Gian had to do something. <laughs> I told you all it is going. It is bound to happen. You can't dance at Old Trafford. Come on, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, <laughs> we need to mention that their runner form after that uh, incident in Old Trafford. Please do. They have not scored a single goal since then. And number of goals conceded? Thirteen goals. Wow, I feel good. <laughs> uh, that sums up. You know, Aston Villa's fortunes right now and uh, Gerard's. Inclusion back into the Premier League as a manager. Well, uh, to an update right now that uh, Lampard has rejected the Norwich City's job. It seems he pulled out of the talks and everything is like dusted now. So we won't be seeing Gerard versus Lampard in Premier League at least for now. Yeah. Yes, that is there. All right, but okay. Let's hear from Jehan. What do you think uh, of uh, Gerard in Aston Villa? Do you think he would play attractive football? You think he can uh, climb up to see uh, at least top ten this season? Slippy G is back in the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get that out, right? <laughs> what what more way to troll a team now? Anyway, but uh, it is fun to see our own player excel to ends up getting coached by Slippy G. <laughs> <laughs> And even uh, Ashley, Ashley Young, and it's really fun to see John Terry and uh, Stephen Gerrard even together. They will be sharing that. Yeah. Wait, John Terry left, right? Aston Villa's. No, no, he's still he's, he's still a part of their team. He's still no, a part no, of no, their no. team. I assume he left this season starting. I am pretty sure about that. Oh really? I saw him in an Aston Villa jacket recently. But whatever. So I guess looking at the covered. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's see. I think hopefully it'll be good. Uh, it's an it's an interesting uh, pick actually, and uh, let's see. Uh, it'll be quite difficult because he's got Leeds, Brentford, Leicester, Everton, and Crystal Palace. Even Crystal Palace is doing good this time, no? With Patrick Vieira. Brilliant! They beat City at Etihad. That was commendable with a clean sheet. That too. Yes, very much so. Uh, Crystal Palace have been doing well, and I think. As they go into the season, uh, they can get better and probably get into into the top ten as well. Uh, so it will be difficult, I think, for Aston Villa now uh, with a new manager, with new tactics, uh, players uh, getting on board. So I don't think he would be able to do so. Uh, but then whatever I think, whatever he is able to do with uh, the team this season will not be uh, marked against him. Oh, exactly, yeah, as long true. as he's not relegated, I mean, he won't relegate them. It's fine, I say, because definitely they're out of European contention for sure. I think that also is not much of a challenge. I think Norwich and uh, Newcastle are doing a great favor to them. Wait till January, brother. The transfer window opens in January. Newcastle, we don't know. Anyone can yeah. come in. Anyone can. See, they tried. Look at Newcastle. They tried for as a manager. They tried so many people. And they ended up with uh, Eddie Howe. No, no disrespect to Eddie Howe. He's done a good job with Bournemouth. But um... yeah, I mean, you they got Eddie Howe, but they were linked with managers like Conte and Zinedine Z- Zidane and who all <laughs> I guess big big managers. It was really ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> they stuck off with the ex Bournemouth manager. After all, and despite having still, they had good options of Eric Ten Hag and all, lot on board. They could have hired Lauren Blank also, who was still as a free manager. But and obviously, they Nes Nihar, you mentioned they have January transfer window and they have that new owners and they have a lot of money to spend. I mean, but they What's can up? buy any player through. They can buy Haaland, they can buy Mbappe, they can buy Griezmann, they can buy Coutinho, they can buy any player right now. But it doesn't make sense. They won't. Any no. I don't see any big player coming in a season or two because if they are fighting, if they are nineteenth in the table and if they are going to championship, I don't see Erling Haaland playing for a championship and scoring hundred goals there. 
club I mean, even Arsenal's owners are like one of the richest people on the earth. Still, we have seen, except this window, how stupid they were, right? And yeah. So, yes. <laughs> so, coming to the Newcastle, you know, I really think they will hire a manager, like how United hired Ole, like steady the ship, take them to a position where they can get a world-class person. So, in the next few windows, they will be within the financial fair play because they are already in a very hot water. Any bad move can actually damage already they are in this thing because uh, 19 premier league clubs had uh, has signed exactly. that petition so they won't the premier go, league yeah, they mm-hmm. won't fool around with the deals or something they won't go above the financial fair play but they will maximize the amount they allocated to generally a club is given a particular amount to invest to spend in the market based on the previous season's results or the amount they generate or something yeah, but, but will... i really don't see any any big player coming in and playing yeah, for that so team right the now point. because so they so they'll go for players who are very good potential or something so in 3 years or 4 years give it or take give it 3 or 4 they will have a good squad who can compete for champions league spots they won't be playing champions league good it will take 10 15 years see how many years it took for city and psg to dominate in champions league almost 10 years for both of them right same thing mm. 10 years down the line they might be in top 4 consistent top 4 so that's what my point is we'll see if their target first should be top 10 then uh, europa league then probably champions league exactly and even to do that it's very difficult because there are a lot of other teams who are set there there are teams like united fighting for uh, spots they united arsenal and all are fighting for spots at 5 uh, 6 seven and then there is teams like uh, leicester or wolves so these people these teams even aston villa actually can look for uh, these kind of uh, roles sorry spots so it's very difficult to just climb up there suddenly you know you can't just throw money and get everything in terms of players or coaches so they need to do it gradually and let's see if it happens uh, with them they've got a rich history though so even So you know, probably Ole will do a good job there as well. This is Newcastle. You have to build the right uh, mentality and all. Well, uh, he would be brilliant over there. I feel they should buy him and do us a favor. So, so yeah, let's see. Let's move on from Newcastle. I think uh, it will take a lot of time to see where they're going. Uh, coming, as I told, coming back to Ole. Ole. What is Ole doing as such? Lokesh, Lokesh. About... Before going to Ole, I would like to talk about the person who would have replaced Ole two weeks ago, Conte at Spurs. Oh, Conte at Spurs, right? So I mean, yes, yes. yeah, I'm like shocked. How come United missed out on Conte? I mean, that guy is like a serial winner wherever he goes. I mean, you give him the players, he will definitely make it work. He will win you the league. He won with Chelsea. He won with Juventus. He won with Inter. He would have stayed at Inter, but mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, he needs the control, and if you give the control <laughs> to him, he will deliver. He will deliver. That's the point. But forget about the European competitions, though. But yeah, right now, if your preference is the league, which is actually a kind of preference for Spurs and also for United right now, because Champions League is two steps away, but Premier League is only one step away from them to achieve. And they would have snapped Conte, man. I mean, it would have been very good because Conte even was like willing to work with the present United squad without. you know asking for many much transfers where united can actually deliver to him but still they would have they'll really passed out on that and to make things worse they defeated spurs in asking spurs to sack their own nuno that's like, they lost that match in a way gomez scoring three goals up united lost that match i'm saying no no in a way you can see united have lost a match over that the main match they just got those three points and a clean sheet there was nothing but they actually lost the match Because Spurs got the last laugh by sacking Nuno and getting Antonio Conte. Huge statement, but uh, a coach like Jose Mourinho couldn't do anything. I don't see even Antonio Conte like he could just get them to top four and just leave on a higher note. That's it. Nothing more. 
No, I think it was uh, a mixture of all the points that uh, you know we spoke earlier. One is United; uh, they don't have uh, they don't have a plan actually. They, as Nihar, you mentioned, right? They put all their eggs in uh, Ole's basket, wanting him to succeed, but uh, he's just falling short so badly right now. It's something that we did not expect. We thought he could stick to the same principles that he did uh, last season, and with an improved squad. He would be able to do better, but then he's trying to do different things now, and nothing is coming in place. So <clears throat> that is the reason. And again, Ed Woodward given him a three-year contract just before the season started, so it'll look very bad. Or even in terms of forget in terms of how it might seem for uh, the fans or the outside world, even in terms of business uh, and financial aspect, you know, firing him now. they will have to pay a massive uh, severance uh, package so that again does not make sense for the board and getting say even getting someone like conte uh, something that gary neville has been repeatedly telling it it does not make sense fully but then they're uh, very very that he is very similar to what jose is or sorry what jose was uh, he will create a lot of uh, differences between uh, the board a lot of uh, trouble uh, amongst the uh, same players who don't really play and it's not really a uh, given that you know he wouldn't ask for players there were reports that he wanted uh, stefan devry from uh, inter and uh, he would change his way of playing he plays a 343 or a 352 and we are overloaded with uh, forwards in front we don't have the team or the midfield for uh, that kind of a system but again it will take a lot of changing to do so but still that is not enough reason to not get him in it was a bad uh, call it's basically that they don't there are other things uh, amongst uh, inside the room inside the dressing room or in the board room due to which uh, they're not able to go ahead that's why ole is still uh, there as a the manager and he will take charge against watford Oh, well, that's a solid take, I guess. Regarding Conte, Ole here, I mean, with respect to Conte at least. So, Lokesh, what do you and think? I, I mean, let's talk about Ole right now. Literally, Ole right now. I mean, what is happening? I mean, I really don't see future for United with this guy. I mean, you guys got Ronaldo. I mean, that's like player once in a generation kind of guy, and you literally are screwing his last. You know, maybe his last big contract at the top team right now. I mean. Accept the fact he'll be 38 when he leaves United, and yeah, he can play, but I don't think. I mean, even if he plays, he won't be that like how Ibrahim that AC Milan. He will be okay. I mean, he's a good player to the addition, but he won't be the sole superstar he always was, and he's is now. So Ole is literally screwing his last phases of his career, man. I mean, because next season when Ole leaves, if, as you said, entire season with Ole, the next season will be a rebuilding one for sure. You really can't expect that any manager to come in and ask him to win the league right away. It will take time. And Ronaldo is getting his contract out by then. By the time the rebuilding is done. Yeah, that's sad. Okay, so that's what uh, Ole. It's it's very surprising because this season he's trying to change things. He's trying to show that you know he can uh, be as good as uh, say the other managers are in terms of tactics. Suddenly he's going. He's trying to, you know, press the teams. He's trying to play a little. He's trying to play different uh, formations with Ronaldo up front, but he's not changing the formation in midfield where uh, Fred and McTominay are just cemented their place. I think even they wouldn't know why uh, Ole plays them every week. Uh, you know, so that is something that is a worrying factor. Even with Varane coming in. uh showing up the defense uh, in a very strong manner he's still playing uh, two defensive midfielders uh, right in front of them and you know both varan and maguire actually go up front a lot more and they're able to pass the ball uh, better up front compared to fred and even mctominay i think mctominay is also being wasted actually if you see mctominay is not being used or uh, being played in his uh, preferred role he's actually proper he can if you ask him to properly defend he can defend like you know sitting in that uh, box in front of the uh, defenders 
If not, you're supposed to let him go forward because he's pretty good uh, up front in like, you know, taking those shots or um, scoring goals and even getting players uh, to creating chances for them. Again, he's similar to Van de Beek. Even Van de Beek is more of a forward player. He's not getting a chance to play. He's not giving him a chance to play in that midfield. Say if you have McTominay in that uh, holding midfield role in front of the defence and then you play Donny van der Beek and Pogba up front in front in front of him, he will have to bench uh, Fernandes and he's not ready to do that as well. And you shouldn't do that. Fernandes was the best player and still one of the best players for United. And yeah, so one more concerning point I have uh, like with respect to Martial is out of sorts. I mean, he's a guy who who actually passes into the box. And Rashford is more of a striker. You can't, I mean, he's also not much of a passer into the final third. And I don't know where Greenwood is. Greenwood is a talent, but he doesn't pass. He often likes to take the risk and shoot. And none of the three I mentioned above, excluding Martial, doesn't do any kind of pressing work. I mean, if you're accommodating Ronaldo, it's a must that Ronaldo should play because he gets you the goals. The only logical option for me is to play Cavani because Cavani does press a lot and he... I mean, that's the only way because, as I mentioned, uh, the other players don't pass the ball much into the box and it's not going to be useful thing for United right now. I think he should uh, go with a 4-4-2 with Ronaldo and Cavani up front, sacrificing Rashford, Greenwood and... Obviously, Sancho is not here. That's the that's the issue that he's he has created for himself. Ole talking about it's the United way. We need to have uh, uh, you know so many strikers fighting for places. He's gotten so many strikers now, and he doesn't know whom to play when, what kind of a formation to play. And you cannot play a four four two in modern football right now. You know, you will get steamrolled. Uh, by teams, even if even playing a four-two-three-one, uh, he's getting steamrolled. We are United is mainly losing the match in midfield. Even against Leicester, when I saw that uh, midfield and the way they started, right, I was like, Tomare and uh, NDD will run over McFred, uh, uh, and they did. Even Telemans, Telemans was so good; he was just controlling midfield so well for them. And that's the thing that United Ole should be changing. Uh, he cannot just keep expecting uh, players to do something uh, very good and win matches. You know, you can't, and you cannot play Cavani every match or say every week or every, you know, you can't play him frequently and expect him to put in the kind of performance that he does. You need to get everyone to do that. Why isn't Rashford doing that? Why isn't Greenwood doing that? Those two are at least young. Okay, say Rashford is probably a little injured, he's just come back. But still, why isn't Greenwood doing it? Why isn't Sancho doing it? Why isn't he playing Van Der Beek and playing that faster passes uh, in from midfield to the forward position? So there are so many other aspects as such. You can still play Ronaldo, let him not press, let him just do his job up front. But then the rest of the team still can manage. He knows what he's gotten when he's gotten Ronaldo. He cannot uh, cry about it now or... That's the tactical loss any manager should possess, right? You should know how to be able to adapt. And this is something that I think, say, a Conte or uh, even Brendan Rodgers would be able to exploit uh, much better. Imagine Conte. Conte played brilliantly in Inter Milan with uh, Ashley Young. Ashley Young, 36. He plays wing-back for Inter Milan in uh, Italy. And he was amazing. Imagine that. That is the kind of things you expect managers to do. And I think Ole is trying to do that this time, but he has no idea of how to drill in these uh, tactical aspects into the players, make them play as a team. He just know, he knows to motivate people. He's like, you know, go out there, do something great. And if it happens, it happens. That's his way of doing. So it's a very fundamental flaw that he has. And he's not able to overcome it. It's like, you know, very clearly visible now by, which is made, which is exposed by, you know, a lot of teams like Pep and City, Klopp, even Leicester. Uh, they were, they were just exposing all the uh, weakness that United and uh, Ole has. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jehan, Jehan, anything you want to add or say? Sorry, I've been talking a lot. 
Uh, look, personally, I feel uh, Ole is absolutely making the same mistakes over and over again. And he knows that the board is going to back him no matter what because they don't have an option. Because they have got a contract and eventually sacking him would be a loss for the board only because they don't want to uh, spend a rupee. I'll say a pound, a penny on him. I guess I feel because you know how United even spend on transfers. They are very choosy about transfers, and very picky about it. And they are, and when it comes to spending money, it is becomes really. Uh, they become very choosy. So I guess they have no option but to stick with Ole. But Ole also, as a manager, he should think that a single like an a playing eleven doesn't stick. That same thing cannot stick for each and every team. And suppose if this first eleven he played against Spurs. Uh, like that formation worked out well for them, but it cannot work the same for matches against Manchester City. They are totally a different team who dominates. So these he has to come up with different tactics, and uh, he knows he ha- he has to learn squad rotations, which he doesn't. Uh, he has to like the back three, the tactic which worked out well in a few games, no doubt, but. He get cannot work against team like City, who are continuously counter attacking. You can't play a back three against such a team. Like who will literally toy around you? So, and obviously, he if he, I am not saying he should play Van de Beek every game or Fred every game, but he should start rotating every player, even for that matter for Bruno Fernandez. I guess he the man. He was the player of the season since last two seasons, since he joined United, and he's the turning point of the. Whatever he's the he's the main man he's the star man right now, and he's literally tired. Literally, I can see him tired and frustrated and not having his best time. And he also plays out of position. So yes, uh, oh, Ronaldo is also saving all his ass. <laughs> so uh, I guess it is high time that Ole is getting too many chances. I feel and and I guess United are still. Looking at that emotional part of the the thing, and by like Ole was our player, and he has brought our club so high, and he's got our play, he's got signings also. But that does it good. Eventually, Man United are a team who was known to win trophies every season, and now it's been four seasons we are without a trophy under Ole, so it's becoming really difficult to even absorb that, and. And we had a very big chance of winning Europa League in May this year, but eventually that was a disaster, and it turned out to be a very, very thing, very, very, very heartbreaking moment. But I guess there and there, I guess Ole should have got the sack, but instead he was given a three-year contract because he finished second in the Premier League, remaining unbeaten the entire season in the Premier League, and then. Creating record, they are creating these personal records, and they were United board thought. That this is way more higher than, like, way more better than a silverware. So why not give him a contract? Why not give him a three-year contract? United would axe their own foot, I guess. And and especially after uh, such a thunderous start at the start of the season when they thumped Leeds five-one and then Ronaldo coming back and scoring a brace at Old Trafford, which was United's last victory at Old Trafford in the Premier League. And since then, United haven't won a single Premier League game at Old Trafford then. So that's really sad to see. And then final and then 2-0 and Aston Villa coming and beating United. Then Everton taking a point away. It's really, really sad to see such things. And it's really, really sad. I mean, you don't see United play with such a good squad. Like, I mean, Rafael Varane coming in, not playing many games because of his injury. And Luke Shaw who was at his best last season. And is turning out to be a very average left back this year. Even Bruno Fernandes, if you see. What a player he was since, since, since he joined us. And now we're seeing him lethargic, playing out of position. And literally, the players are dropping their shoulders. Like Ronaldo mocking all his tactics. After City City scored the second goal, that was a laughing stock. Yes, I guess Ole is repeating same mistakes over and over again. Right, no, I think it's down to Ole now. It's not the players because you know you need to set them up a certain way, which is uh, to their strength, and also to win matches uh, accordingly. And he's not doing both, so, so you know each one is being uh, criticized a lot. And also, I feel very sad for. Uh, 
Van Van Bissaka, you know, he's such a nice defender. He just he doesn't know what he wants him to do. He just wants him to go much ahead in the pitch and do what uh, Trent Arnold does with passes, and then come back and do what uh, Bissaka does in defence as well. It's so unrealistic. And because of Ole Van Bissaka has been criticised a lot. He's a proper uh, say uh, a classic defender or a proper right back. He's being wasted. And also, you know, he backed all these players like Lingard, who found his feet again last uh, season with West Ham. He backed Van de Beek. He told, "We'll give you chances." He's kept on. He's kept players, but then you know, he's not giving them the chance. He's not rotating the squad. He plays the week uh, against Liverpool. He played the same team against Atlanta, and they were pretty bad. Not pretty. They were bad. And in spite of that, he played the same team against Liverpool. And you know, how can you get away with such things? Is something beyond me. I don't know what goes on in that backroom staff, tactical analysis, or you know, getting uh, they've gotten someone for a data, what a data scientist as well to see uh, all this information. And yet, you look at them; they're doing schoolboy stuff. You know, uh, I think. People in ISL uh, would prepare better uh, compared to what Ole does with his team. Well, that sums up, I guess, you know, the Ole's end approaching at United. Well, hope for the best, you know, in the best interests of fans and obviously the club because the club is bigger than a player or a manager. Let's really hope that. United does get rid of Ole, but the equal important task is getting in a replacement because the project which is getting carried out here because United are at a mixed place now. They literally bankrolled their entire amount, all their plans on Ole, assuming that it will be a good one. And now will United play a long game again, or they want someone who is a serial winner at least for one or two years, get some trophies, and then if you want, you can rebuild again. But Well, that's a thing which United have to ponder about. The board have to ponder about. Either way, it's going to be a very tough task for Ed Woodward, Ole, the players too. Hope that things go out well for United now. At least, at least this international break helps. Well, I guess we can conclude. Dude, he's also taking a break. Now. Yeah, why? <laughs> Why did he take? I mean, dude, you literally are like screwed, and you have to, you know. I mean, yeah, I get it. Half more than half the players left for international duty, but yeah, you have to gather the rest and you know do something. And he left on a holiday for five days. Exactly. He's like, go boys, you you all deserve a good rest. God, even Pep couldn't do that when he's winning. Oh my God, man. I think maybe you know Ole is having some trick up his sleeve. The last trick we never know because he surprised us the last two years, right? <laughs> Who knows? He no, might I come. With... Down to see again, as you told, United as a team, even the players, how much can they take? It's it's not easy to come and answer the questions from the journalists, right? Uh, Harry Maguire has been telling the same thing over and over. Bruno has been telling the same thing. We need to look at ourselves. We need to get better. It's Not acceptable. United deserve better, so they need to start showing that in games as well. So they need to say whatever Ole is telling them to do. I think then players themselves also have to deliver little more. They should at least try to make sure that they're not losing. At least draw the game. At least win one nil. So it should be upon the players also a little bit. Or look at Harry Maguire as a captain. I think he's horrendous. That's the one thing. Why did they make him captain anyway? I mean, there are players who are there before him. Senior, the 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 guy came just one and a half year ago, right? Two years ago, one or two, two years, huh? Two years ago, yeah. He's been captain for the one year. He's been captain for a year, Mavian. Yeah. So why do you make a guy captain anyway who is relatively new to the club? I mean. Well, Leicester were brilliant, us huh? so getting eighty million for him. He's nowhere near. He's nowhere near a eighty million kind of Van Dyke type player. He's a good defender, actually. You see, again, I feel he's been criticised a lot, a little unduly, but a lot he's got upon himself as well. He's committed a lot of mistakes. 
but still he's a good defender and you know you need you need someone like a conte or a klopp to manage them uh, properly give them defined roles stick to that role and you know execute the game plan very very well they would be able to do it and imagine ole had a 28 game unbeaten uh, away record he had a very good defensive record last season if ole can do it with this team imagine anyone else who sets up the team much better they would be able to you know get a lot more results from this team well you know well, that's a what if case again so i think we'll hear more about ole united and everything so thank you bowlers for listening to us and yeah we are back after a long gap and i hope that we won't be you know late from here on so see you next week again so thank you for listening and please subscribe thank you Thank you.